Welcome to a Veterans Week Vodka production of Article 15. Here at Article 15, we are attempting to bring both awareness and an end to 22 veterans committing suicide every day. We speak to everyday veterans with everyday issues for veterans acclimating back into civilian life. Today, we're talking to Staff Sergeant, medically retired Rob Reynolds, United States Marine Corps. Her. He served from 98 to 13, and he deployed to... Well, the Al-Asada area, I don't even know how to say it, Altakadam, Iraq. He was out there, though, and he was working on some tech shit. Guy can't get a freaking TikTok to work, but uh, he was working on some billion-dollar equipment, continues to do it as well. And he is in the central standard time, just like yours truly. I'm stuck in Illinois, but my man is over there sucking on some Kentucky bourbon. Straight out the Kentucky. He don't care if it comes out of glass or plastic. He loves it either way. Bubba Dirty, welcome to Article 15, brother. What's going on, brother? How you doing tonight? Well, shit, man. I'm just trying to host you, man. I'm, I'm trying to make sure you're good. You're over there trying to get your TikTok live up and running, man. Telling me you're working on this multi-billion dollar equipment. Can't even work a cell phone. Well, you know, I live in the sticks, so, you know, it's not like uh, internet is necessarily the preferred method of rednecks. Sounds like a Marine making excuses. Oh, oh, oh. don't get mad because we keep y'all safe. You sure do, man. You're like the security guy in our Uber ride, man. I appreciate my Marines. I love them to death. I'm going to be honest, man. As, as a sailor, there there is no greater and loyal and more dangerous person out there than a fucking Marine. I love them to death. I meet a Marine. I definitely have to shake their hand. So when, when they're walking through a room and they're like, all right, these are going to be the first people I kill in case of an incident. Not that guy. That guy was cool. He shook my hand and said, hello, he's my friend. (laughs) We're just trying. We're we're actually very kind and gentle people. You are full of shit. No, I'm not full of shit. Totally I've true. seen videos of what Marines do when they have nothing better to do. Okay. I, I didn't say we we were always doing the smartest thing in the world. <laughs> I said it's always in good fun, man. I love my crayon eaters, man. Like I said, there's no more loyal and more dangerous friend to have. And I love my Marines. God bless the fucking Marines, and that bar that they first met up at. Anyways, what was the name of that bar? Oh, am I supposed to know that? Uh, Oh, yeah, Tun Tavern. Pretty sure that was it. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Of course, of course. And what do the red stripes down the the pant leg mean? Well, uh, it's funny that you asked that because that's a wonderful bit of history that uh, pisses people off whenever they hear it. We get taught in boot camp that it's for the Battle of Chapultepec. Um, you know, the Marines that died at the Battle of Chapultepec. So NCOs, you know, the grade of E4 and above, um, they get to wear it. However, the truth of the matter is it was a standard 
before that. And unfortunately, a lot of it came down from the general uniform regulations, much of which stemmed from those other guys that I don't want to talk about. It's all good, man. It's all good. I'm just, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and point out that you ask any Marine any question about Marine history, and not only will they tell you, they will tell you with the largest heart on and be the most proud people to tell you exactly what the fuck that shit is about. And I got somebody on my TikTok live letting me know that they love history. If you love history, marry yourself a Marine because they will tell you over and over and over again about what happened in the South Pacific. They will let you know why they were picked up and put on those frigates back in the uh, the, the uh, days of the Independence War. They will let you know exactly what they did in World War II. They will let you know what they did in Vietnam. They will let you know what happened in Korea. They will let you know what happened in Kosovo. They will let you know what happened in every fucking battle that had a Marine that ever showed up, and they will be proud to tell you. That's one of the major reasons I am very jealous that I am not a fucking Marine. Ooh, that's a lot of history. Remember some of it. Goddamn right. I got fucking mad respect for my fucking little brothers over there in the United States Marine Corps. They don't like to hear that from the United States Navy, but you damn know that you're a little brother to the big sea daddies. I, I think my connection lost. I got you. You can't hear me. You're from. Uh, you're kind of in and out there, Bubba. Well, son of a bitch. Hurrah! What do we got there? Give you a little bit of a foul there. Lord of the Damned. Well, welcome to the Damned. We lost Bubba. There he is. He's sideways now. Now he's gone. And now he's sideways. Now he's gone. There he is. Now we can't hear you, Bubba. Jesus Christ. This guy is in charge of fucking equipment. Oh, what about now? Can you hear me now? Do you know that the uh, Marine Corps doesn't have an, uh, like an intelligence division? <laughs> or they're mostly anti-intelligence. Jesus. Come on, dude. <laughs> well, you look good, man. I'm going to be honest. For, uh, for a guy that was in Vietnam, you look pretty terrific. You're just not going to stop. You know, you, oh. you already talked about this. You're nipping my heels, right? You do know you do know that I'm a bosun mate, right? And... <laughs> well, that's right. Bosun mate, first class, and I fucking run that ship. That's how I roll. But I'm going to try and do this. And we lost him again. There he is. I, I want to be in my shed. But it ain't playing nice with me. It's all good, man. I, I understand. We're going to move it back into the house. I'm going to try. You, can, you need to get yourself a hot spot out into the, to the shed there. Well, normally it works all right, but it ain't playing real good for me. No, man. Oh, it's nice and bright out here, though. How much property you got, dude? I'm sitting on about 15 acres. Shut the front door, man. That's beautiful. Ain't bad. We're back in the woods, way off the road. It's nice. That's what I'm trying to find for me and the wife right now, man. We we're uh, we're trying to find our own little piece of land like that and put something on it. We I want to build the Yellowstone, man. I don't know if you watched that uh, series. 
Ah, fucking Bubba. Oh, my gosh. Well, I had to go back to my shed because uh, I forgot something very important. Your dignity? <laughs> oh, you're funny. You're funny. You know what? I'm not even thinking about responding because I'm trying to get my whiskey is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the, that is definitely the important part, man. You know, all this back and forth. All this back and forth, trying to get together, and I can't even keep the daggone thing running. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good, brother. Like I said, man, it this is not a very formal uh, type of. I, I don't even know how to how to ever put this, but it's. I don't like calling it an interview because people don't like to do interviews. This is a talk, man. This is, right. this is to get real with somebody. You know what I mean? Uh, people to see another side. And I, I would not have met you had it been for, you know, TikTok and stuff like that. And I, I'm, I'm happy to know you. Cause I love, I love when people ask you questions about things, you know, like the, um, what was some of them, man? I mean, there was there was some different st questions that the people asked you, and that's really cool that they do ask you, man. You're like a like a history major and of the military, which is pretty freaking awesome. I love it, you know. Um, because I as a bosun mate, dude, you know how boats roll, dude. We we are we are nothing but history. Bosun pipes, lanyards, uh, knot tying, small boats, all that shit, dude that that uh, that's my love in in life is teaching the history of the bosun mate i got guys that have never been on a ship they came straight in because i still do my reserve work but i got guys that are coming in that are reservists never been active duty but they're bosun mates and i'm like you poor son of a bitch you have no idea the history that you deserve you just like all right well i guess i'm a bosun mate now i'm just going to show up to this unit and there's a lot of them that just sit there they don't do anything. They don't know what a chalk and chain crew is. They don't know what helo ops are. They don't know what an unrep is. They don't know what vert reps and all that shit is. They don't know small boat ops. They don't know what a coxswain is. They don't know what any of this shit is. And I'm there and I'm teaching these guys. They're like, we do that. And I'm like, fuck yeah, we do. Because bosun mates is the greatest rate in the fucking United States Navy to ever exist. Now I got these, you know, third classes that are coming in that are, you know, brand new to the reserves, but they're sitting there with a hard-on for being a bosun mate, wearing a sheath and a knife and a marlin spike on their hip. And people are like, what is that? It's like, that's some fucking badass motherfucking tools right there, son of a bitch. And I'm like, fuck yeah! <laughs> but I love it, man. They they ask you questions, man, and I, I, I look at them like I know the answer, but watching you explain them in just a classic method, man, I thought it was really cool. I try to keep it uh, informative yet interesting, I reckon. I dig it, man. So now that you're actually set up on your station there, you got your uh, – it seems like you got your talk all set up and you're good to go there, man. You, you ready, Bubba Dirty? Uh, you know what? Hey, you want to try and get on TikTok, man? Maybe you're able to get on now. Oh, you're on. No one it's on. <coughs> no, uh, no. I invited you. I don't know if you – can you hey, see I invited hey. you? There you yeah. are. Oh, snap. All right. Oh, this All is right. weird. All right. I'm turning the volume off on our on our TikTok. Okay. MM1 engineer had to teach people in Tampa. Fuck yeah, Mike. Yeah, you did. 
So I turned off my volume here, so I don't hear you there, but I could still see you. You handsome son of a bitch, you. So I got to do something real quick. So for everybody that's saying hi, how y'all doing? I apologize. <laughs> I feel bad because I'm not going to be engaged with anybody. Who do I look at? You do what you got to, man. Oh, me. All right. So anybody who is on Bubba Dirty's page and my page right now, guys know that we're actually recording a podcast. It's called Article 15 Podcast. It's Article XV. So just like that right there on the shirt, Article 15 Podcast. I talk to, uh, as you can see, I'm Broken Arrow on here, but I talk to veterans about everyday issues that veterans go through. Uh, acclimating back into civilian life from the military life. So one of our biggest things, and Bubba Dirty will go ahead and back me on this, uh, is the number 22. The number 22 has haunted the veteran community for decades now. It's 22 veterans commit suicide every single day. We lose more veterans in one year than we have lost in both the Iraq and Afghan wars combined since the beginning. So one year of veteran suicides is a greater rate than military have lost in the two longest conflicts in the United States history. So that's what we're working on is um, advocating for mental health and being able to normalize veterans talking about the issues that they have. Whether they've deployed, they haven't deployed, it's just issues. If you've gone through my podcast, which is Article 15 Podcast, I'm on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Music, uh, etc. Um, I've talked to, shit, I've talked to contractors, I've talked to Marines, Airmen, I've talked to Grunts, Pogues, Soldiers, Sailors, I've talked to males, I've talked to females. Females have talked about their, um, sadly, uh, sexual assault and the issues that they've had to deal with since. Um, I've talked to Marines who were at Battle of Fallujah. I've talked to sailors, uh, docs that have lost Marines. I have talked to story after story, but it always comes down to the same thing, the aftermath, after they hang that uniform up and after they're done with it all. Um, the noises, the voices, and the faces are always still there. So anybody who's just joining us on TikTok, greatly appreciate you guys joining in. Um, please enjoy this. Uh, this very podcast will be dropped not tomorrow, but the uh, Friday afterwards. So I don't know. My math is not that great. So it'll be the 28th of May is when this will drop. So Bubba Dirty, who served excuse me, from 98 to 2013 in the United States Air Force, just kidding, United States Marine Corps. Um, he, he worked on a lot of electronics, very expensive shit, still does it. And I've been trying to get this dude locked down on some time. Dude, you work like a beast, man. And I, I'm proud at the same time. I'm a little concerned and just, Man, you got those 15 acres that need somebody to enjoy them. You know, uh, I still enjoy it. You know, I get a few minutes here and there to, you know, run the four-wheeler out or 
you know, take my truck out in the field, let my son drive it. He loves to drive my truck. He's only 10. But what are you going to do? You got to teach him. Yeah, man. No, I hear you, brother. So United States Marine Corps, uh, you don't sound like a Camp Pendleton kind of kid. So I'm assuming, Lejeune. I spent a majority of my career at Camp Lejeune in 10th Marines. My man at the swamp. So how yeah, was that? Um, I've been worse places like uh, 29 Palms. Oklahoma. You know what? 29 Palms wasn't the worst place I've been. I'm telling you, for any Army guy that hears this, if they have been to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and any artillery guy will tell you that, or Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Good Lord, man. Those places are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you did your tech school and everything like that. Um, you were in in 98. You wound up deploying 09. Yeah, that's that's a sore subject for me, but it is what it is. Um, just due to some of the stuff I did, some of my collateral billets, um, they never wanted to let me go. And, you know, people talk about their struggles. Well, and I'm not taking away from anything. God forbid, don't, don't take that the wrong way. But one of mine was that I wasn't being allowed to do what Marines do. And I'm watching all of my fellow Marines, my friends, my family, they're deploying and I'm seeing happy faces leave and not happy faces come back. Yeah. And, um, I saw it over and over again and it, it almost got me, <laughs> it almost got me court-martialed once, but the major who's, uh, whose desk I went over after him refused to press charges. The, uh, Regimental Sergeant Major and Regimental Executive Officer walked in while I, when I went over his desk, and um, they they wanted to hem me up, but he was like, "No," and he was a Mustang, and that's what saved me. He was so. Those who don't know what a Mustang is, a Mustang is a guy who was prior enlisted and went officer. Mm -hmm. And that's what saved me because he was like. I know, I know how he feels. I know how, I know the loyalty he feels for his Marines. He's like, I ain't upset at all. He said, I can't yeah. say I've done the same thing. But, um, so yeah, either way, with all that aside, it wasn't until, until I got back to 10th Marines as the regimental artillery chief that, uh, I put myself on a deployment. <laughs> So you volunteered yourself. Yep. Sure did. Should already know better, you old fuck. Yeah, well, you know, at that point, it didn't matter anymore. So how was the deployment? It was interesting. By that point, unfortunately, uh, no, that's not the right word either. Unfortunately, it's not the right word. 
um, the fighting at that point was not near what it was, obviously. By right, right, yeah, of course. At that point in time, you know, it's pop shots and shit rockets, you know? Yeah, uh, the, the, the random mortaring attacks and shit like that. Yeah. So, IEDs and whatever. But um, a lot of it was we were shutting down. Uh, we were turning over the AO to to the Army. We were pulling out of where we were. And so that was interesting. Having to, you know, because I was in a ba- I was in a battery master sergeant position as a staff sergeant in Iraq, and uh, having to deal with the army and the army officers was interesting to say the least. Um. So. How did that deployment completely turn out, though? Everything turned out pretty well. Turned out pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't lose anybody. Um, so, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot. Like I said, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of you know major fighting going on where we were. So, you know, we. Hey, we Rob, did- I don't know what it is, man, but I keep getting hit up that we got a lot of feedback. I don't know if it's um, you, me, or whatever. Uh, maybe we should do separate lives or something like that. I'm trying to turn it all the way down on this phone, but it's, uh, yeah, mine doesn't let me turn it all the way down either. Um, if you want to try and, uh, we can, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm gonna break up with you, man. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no worries. There we go. Everybody good now. All right. Now nobody could hear anything. It's Rob. They said it's you, dude. They said it's you, man. You're a terrible person. Yeah, well, I mean, it happens. But but the good thing about being a Marine is one thing that never goes away is your willingness to not give a fuck. There you go. I like to hear that. All right, so you had a good, you had a a decent deployment. We'll say we nobody has a good deployment unless you're Air Force, of course. You do your three months. You sit in a hotel, and you get all your medals and ribbons and stuff like that. Anyways, um, so you come home. uh, So that was '09. Did you you probably came home in '10? I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, it was uh, November. Yeah, mid November of '09. When we got so back. back in 09. Okay. Um, but you did another couple of years, at least another three and a half years in the Marine Corps. And then you got a medical, uh, medical retirement. What was that about? <laughs> a joke. That's what that's all about. Fair enough. Uh, you know what? I should have told you, don't ask that because it's embarrassing, but I didn't. And you asked, so I'll tell you. I. Well, was it was the silver bullet too much for you? I didn't get the silver bullet. Never got the silver bullet. Thank God. <laughs> That's less than honorable, apparently. Uh, well, I mean, me and a master guns. He's a retired master guns. We were talking, and we said that you know they should. We were talking back and forth. They should award a ribbon or something like that for a silver bullet. It's not be aware it. Uh, but but if you have to, unless you have enough ribbons that you have to start dropping the junior ones, you're required to wear it. <laughs> and if somebody knows, they'll call you. But, you know, just a 
just a pink or a brown ribbon with a little silver bullet on it. It'd be hilarious. I'm I'm laughing a lot on the inside. <laughs> but uh but no, I actually I was one of those jackasses that my career was cut short for the ignorance of another during training. And of all ridiculous training it was, it was swim qual. <laughs> oh, I feel like such a douche. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. So, uh, obviously, Marine Corps swim qual, there's a portion of it. You know, you've got to you've got to be treading water with all your gear, your rifle, your pack, you know, everything on. And a guy jumped into the pool trying to be funny, stupid, whatever. And landed. Sounds like a Marine. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but landed on top of me. And when he did, and it shoved me down in the water, uh, it ripped both of my shoulders out of socket. Fuck me. Hey, buddy, we got uh, Scoopy. One, two, seven. Yeah, Soupy. Yeah. Soupy. You're right. Soupy. One, two, seven saying simplify Rob's my buddy. So he's, he just started following me and he's on my life. He was the one who's telling me you sound like shit. Just so you know. Oh, Roger that. Thanks, Matt. Sergeant. I appreciate it. <laughs> he said y'all's boys, man. He said you guys are good. So, uh, <laughs> so this dude jumps on you and fucks up your sockets. Yeah, it uh it completely destroyed both my shoulder sockets. Uh just shredded. And um so uh they they put me back together, you know, put my Mr. Potato Head. And uh, I I lost I lost about 40% of my range of motion. Yeah, no shit, man. And uh due to that well, yeah, pull-ups, and that was the deciding factor because since I couldn't do pull-ups, I couldn't complete the physical fitness test, uh, so they ended up giving me a medical retirement at 15 years. I bet you could do pull-ups. You just can't do dead hang. I can't, I can't stretch my arms out. Well, yeah, you can't go all the way up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if I get on a bar like this, you know, I start out here, you know, I'm, I'm with my arm. <laughs> Doing a chicken wing style, man. <laughs> if I were to do that's, a chicken, I'd get stuck because I wouldn't be able to get my arm back over it. That's fucked, bro. Oh, man, this is going to be a great episode. Simper for doodles. Simper for doodles. I know him for sure. Oh. <laughs> he's going to he's laughing. Major's having himself a good time listening to this. Burr has joined. Yeah, the off the, the wardroom has entered. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at least we're sitting still. Nobody needs a compass to watch the live. So he'll stick around for a while. <laughs> fair enough man yeah so we get ourselves a medical retirement and i'm sorry man that that's some shitty stuff to deal with you you're you're 98 to 13 you're five years short of the full 20 you probably would have made gunny I was your gunny. yeah 
Oh, he's uh, apparently your boy Soupy's jumping back and forth from lives talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, what do you expect? He's a match star. I got to so, figure out how to get this opened up so that we can do this like people can comment and stuff. That'd be fucking hysterical. That would. That would. So, like, I'm mad. No. I know people are watching on my side. I'm not paying attention because I'm not smart enough to do both. I'm glad you can. So at least your viewers are. Uh, well, I have like three viewers, so I, I, I'm i not as cool as you. I, I'm a sailor. Nobody follows the sailors. They know the jokes. It's uh, everything about being gay. But well, you I see Marine Corps. It's always crayons and being funny. <laughs> did you catch what I said? I sure didn't. I said I'd rather follow a sailor than be in front of him. If you drop something, you're just going to have to let it be because I ain't bending over. My mind's telling me no, but my body. <laughs> so I, I see a lot of the TikTok, you know, the, the active duty guys are always making the same exact jokes. It's always the same thing. You know, the army guys wish they could be Marines. The Marine guys are just <laughs> eating crayons and stuff like that. The Air Force guys are like, we're on computers. We're kind of nerds. Space Force, whatever the fuck they're supposed to be right now are weird. And then it's always the queer Navy guys. I was like, you guys do realize like drinking is in our fight song. We're the only ones with drink to the foam. We're the, we're the fighting. We, we drop Marines off. We First off, before we drop off the Marines, we blow up a bunch of shit. We blow up a ton of shit so that we can drop Marines off. So that once the Marines get out there, they can actually start shooting everything that's left alive. And then we go and party in Thailand with a bunch of hookers and Australia with a bunch of hookers and in Singapore with a bunch of hookers. Yeah, there, there seems to be a reoccurring theme. They're not all hookers. I promise you some some of them are not hookers. How does that um, work? You know, I made a joke hookers. Well, you give them money and. I'm not, sorry, that's I, not I, what you were talking about. My, my apologies. My apologies. Not, not, not by personal experience. I would I would never. Anyways, so that 13 button thing, boy, that's that. I mean, I've made jokes about it, but in all reality, that's got to be terrible. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and think this through nowadays. It's 13 chances for her to tell you no. And that's I'm a just good kidding. But that's what it used to be. It was 13 yeah. chances for her to say no. That was the that was the reason that you remember. But uh, for the reason, the 13 buttons was for the 13 colonies. Uh, that's what apparently what it was for. I think that one of the sailors put their pants on backwards, and that's what it was about. That's me. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but no, I always heard it. It was 13 chances for your fellow sailor to say no. But hey. Whatever well, for sure. those submariners out there, they, you know, there's one way to get your dolphins if you need to. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and for those submariners, I'm just kidding. I know there's two types of ships in the military. There are submarines and there's targets. That's the way that they see it. Uh, uh, so we did our deployment. We broke our fucking arms off. And uh, we got medically retired. It kind of sucks at 15 years, man. You were ready for your time to put on that fucking just that extra rocker and just be the gunny. Maybe get yourself a cool hat and stuff and be that guy. But um, 
You moved into the civilian life. How did that work out? That was a that was a joke and a half. I mean, it was bad. Um, couldn't find a job. Um, it was hard. I mean, everywhere I went, they're just like, oh, you don't have a college degree or, oh, you've got way too much experience to work here. And I'm like, look, I don't give a fuck how you feel. I'm just trying to feed my family. Okay. So, I mean, because I got, you know, I got a wife, I got three kids and that you know of. we're, we're a single income family. You know, my wife has always been a stay at home mother and just, and with the age range of our children, it worked. So, but I'm like, I'm just trying to feed my family. And I ended up getting a job as a cable guy, you know, so kind of what we talked about briefly before all this got going, you know, I went from a staff sergeant of Marines in a master sergeant position as a battery master sergeant to unemployed, can't find a job, to a cable guy working for Comcast Cable. The worst fucking place in the world. Fuck Comcast. We're not represented by Comcast. I'd rather be fucking represented by Adam and Eve's fucking after hour specials. Um, so let's let's take a fucking look at this shit, man. We we got you leading troops. Or, sorry, my apologies. Leading Marines. And we're talking about an unnumbered amount. I mean, from any as an E6, guys, you, you have to recognize this. For those who have never served in the United States military, an E6, you you can you run a show, man. It's it's not like, oh, this is just a rank. These are the guys that you're in charge of. No, you are the one who if shit hit hits the fucking fan, you you are really the one who is in charge of at any fucking time. If you are in the middle of a fuck, if you're in the middle of a combat zone, God forbid, you you are the one who is running everything. You you have anywhere from 200 people underneath you to, to having tanks and shit, everything else you're calling in. Yeah. You have an officer with you who's a JO. And when I say JO, you're looking at somebody who is an O three or below for those who don't know, you start off as an O one. Okay. After, I don't know what a year you get O two automatically. And after that you get O three automatically. Yeah. Right. So in, in the Marine Corps world, you have second lieutenant, first lieutenant, captain. That's pretty much all the branches, actually, uh, except for the Navy. You have instant lieutenant JG, lieutenant. That, that, that's how these the, the branches all go from 01 to 03. And those are the guys that, you, quote unquote, they are responsible. But, but when it comes down to the shit, man, you are responsible for these fucking guys um, the, you're looking at a Lieutenant that may be 25 years old, 26 years old. And like Baba dirty here, will say he was getting out of the, the, the Marine Corps in 2013, but he got in when he was 90, when it was not when he was 98, but when it was 1998. So we'll just hypothetically eight, you're 18 at the time. You're now 33 years old and you're going to be medically retired, but say you were in that long, you're a staff sergeant and you have a 
24, 25 year old guy who has minimal experience compared to you running a show, calling in artillery. And you know what I mean? It's just like one of those things. It's like, fuck, this is the guy that's going to be because he has a college degree. If you're lucky, you get the ones that are willing to listen. When you're not lucky, you get the jackasses that want to say, well, I outrank you. Uh, you need to step back. And then that's when, you know, in a garrison situation, you're like, Roger that, sir. We'll see how it plays out. But in a more intense situation, you're like, no, nah, you, you need to sit down and you need to watch. Need Officers, to if you hear Roger that, sir. <laughs> Normally, you're about to go fuck yourself here in a second, just so you know. Yeah. So you, you, as an E6 in the United States Marine Corps, and I said this in a previous podcast, when you're looking in Saving Private Ryan, and I know these are all movies, so you don't have to tell me, Saving Private Ryan, The Pacific, um, Band of Brothers, um, shit that's closest to the real, Generation Kill, you know, the, the ones that are closest to actually what it's like in the military, you do not see many uh, staff sergeants. You don't see many of them. You see a lot of, lot of uh, well, a decent amount of sergeants. You see majority corporals, um, privates, private first classes, a lot of privates and private first classes. You know, you don't see or lance corporals as well. You know, you don't see a shit ton of. Uh, sergeants running around like you see in like other goofy ass movies, but that's what the real Marine Corps is like. You see a lot of privates, a lot of private first classes and Lance corporals that are running around doing a bunch of fucking work that are taking on responsibilities and roles that, you know, some supervisors in civilian lives will never, ever fucking fathom. And then you have staff sergeants that are like two, three grades above these people that are in roles that people will never, ever, even as I, I can't even put it into words for civilians to understand, man, like the, the shit that you guys have to deal with. Um, now as an E six, myself in the Navy, it's not exactly the same thing as a, as E six in the, in the Marine Corps, the way you guys have to deal with it, but the, the shit that you guys have to deal with and then roll into a civilian sector medically separated, which is good. I mean, at the same time, the VA is going to be taking care of some of the shit. <laughs> VA, thanks a lot. But they're going to be taking care of, you're at least medically separated and the VA can at least acknowledge that part right away. But yeah. you, you're dealing with this, going into a civilian sector, trying to do a job and these people are looking at you like you're fucking nuts. Like, uh, what kind of experience do you have? And it's like, yeah. Do, I do you really want to hear this story? Well, and here's the thing with that. I had not only did I do my technical job, obviously the leadership portion of it, that goes without saying, but I was also uniform victims advocate for victims of sexual assault. Uh, and it's funny, you know, as I sit here and sip on my uh, brown Kentucky vitamin water, I was a substance abuse counselor. You know, I was an equal opportunity representative. And so I have this myriad of experience and background. And they're like, 
but you don't have a college degree. Really? Well, you let me know how that cat coming out of college, you know, at 23, 24, 25 years old, how he handles a situation when you give him the job. Keep my number and call me back. No shit, right? You get that one kid. But the thing is, that kid with just a college degree will take that 65000 a year and just say, oh, man, this is the greatest job. Well, I'm sorry. I'm out of Illinois, so we have a lot of taxes. So sixty five seems like a good deal to me. Uh, but, you know, the kid who will take whatever amount of money that you'll look at and like, uh, have you seen the job that I have to do? That doesn't seem to register. They'll take whatever you give them because they know they're going to be able to start making money and doing whatever the fuck they want. They can move out of mom's basement. But the, the, the railroads, and this is one of the big things that I want to hit uh, home for those military vets that are looking for jobs. Um, yes, we have done a lot, you know, you listen to Bubba Dirty here, and that's his TikTok name, uh, Bubba Dirty. If if you listen to him, he's done a lot. You hear his resume. Uh, equal opportunist through the military. Sexual assault. What is that, Sapper? Is that uh, Sapper? No, it was the UVA. I was just below a Sapper. Uh, okay. So the, the Sapper required additional training, and at the time, it was either a senior enlisted or they were actually moving it over to civilians. So Sapper, for those who don't know, you're looking at sexual assault prevention. Um, so Sapper, everything is an acronym with us. Um, that That's where that comes from. And then uh, on top of that, you said the, the alcohol uh, prevention. I can't remember what the hell that one's called either. Um, I, I, I never dealt with it as I sit here and drink my alcohol. Um, that, that speaks volumes about you, what you did for your command, and the civilian sector is not rec recognizing these, these type of collateral duties as we always know it in the military. And it, it, it would be <laughs> it would be who of them to start recognizing these things, these, um, these multi-billion dollar companies. Bubba Dirty, we can't hear you, bro. You good? Can't hear you. I can't hear you either. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Turn your shit off. I know how to fix this. Can you hear me now? Turn your turn your shit off and then turn it back on. Exit the room and then not not the phone, you goof. Turn your exit the room and then come back in. Exit the room. Don't <laughs> I see your hand? I clicked on you. You. You're not talking still. Hang on. Let me see what I got here. Oh, uh, you exited the All right. You exited the room. Now try and enter again. Go back through your uh, email that I sent you. And don't nobody laugh at me because I'm drinking Michelob Ultra. That's all I got in my house right now. It's either that or White Claw. That makes it even worse. And I got a tank top on. I'll be looking like I'm from Florida. 
All right, man. Uh, let's see. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. There you are, man. Okay. Uh, and I'm still recording, so we're good. I'll just have the uh, little girl beer. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Valkyrie. She was a doc. All right. So we're going to go ahead and separate again. All you need is a soul patch on your chin strap. Oh, shut the fuck up. I'm I'm deleting you. All right, so now we're separated from our live again. Okay. All right. So you've ran so much in the military. You had so many collateral duties. And now you're coming back to the civilian sector, and they're like, sorry, you don't have a college degree. Yep. That's hurtful. <laughs> that's, that's a kind way to put it. Just, you know, walking out with all this pride, you know, I did this, you know, I came from nothing. Well, I mean, I had a, an amazing mother that raised me and my three older sisters, single, single mother, raised us. Wonderful family, but monetarily, I came from nothing. Um, I mean, I had great grades. I had scholarships, but I'm like, I want to be a United States Marine. That's what I want from my life. And I come out. With all this pride, all this experience, like I can, I can do anything. Yet the people that have no idea are like, "No, you're not good enough." That's fucking strange, especially for a marine, man. When somebody tells you you ain't, you ain't up to their par. I'll tell a lot of these these corporations that are out here, man. You'll you'll never find a better, a more loyal, a more truer friend. Or a more dangerous friend, for that matter, than a United States Marine. I love my Marines. And to the day I die, I will always say, God bless the Marine Corps. Thank you very much for what you guys do. Semper Fi to the day I die. Um, so what did that lead? So you, you're, you're, you're working for fucking Comcast, which yeah. not the worst job in the world, but you got a wife and three kids to be supporting. Yep. And uh, I went from... My pay as a staff sergeant and, you know, your BAS, your BAH, or, or like I said, you know, for your listeners, you know, your extra money for to live on in housing and your extra money to eat to $9.25 an hour to have people tell you on a daily basis to go to hell and crawl around underneath people's houses. Shit, man. Not that you're not. You know, used to crawling in some chud. You know what? I would rather do crawl through some of the places I've been in the Marine Corps or do things I did in the Marine Corps than go under some people's houses. There are some nasty people. They're like, oh, yeah, we know our toilet's broken and uh, our, our shit's just falling out into our crawl space. But, uh, you know, we want to watch Cartoon Network. Yeah, you can call somebody. It is, it is important. That Cartoon Network is important, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, no, ain't happening. You know, I'll crawl through feces for another Marine or any other service member, but I'm not doing it so you can watch TV. I'm sorry. A greater purpose. Yeah. How long did you have to do that for? I did that. 
for uh, just under three years or, or just under four years um, before I got the job that I currently have. And that was an interesting, that was an interesting transition in itself. Not the, not the job that I have, but the way I left my job at Comcast um, because I'd actually applied for a supervisor position that they had open up. Didn't expect to get it right away. Just, I just wanted to apply. So show interest that I wanted to advance. Long story short, the guy told me that uh, I was intelligent. Obviously, obviously he didn't read my resume and you'll understand. <laughs> that. And that's a joke on myself. I'm sure you'll laugh. But either way, uh, he said, uh, well, maybe we can get you into some leadership training. I'm like, uh, excuse me? He said, yeah, we can get you into some leadership training. I'm like, really? I said, Did you? and at that point in time, my entire tact and dealing with civilians went out the window. I was like, did you even take a fucking look at my resume? Do you have any fucking idea what I've done in life? And he just kind of, he was like, uh, uh, what? No, they do not. I can, I can go ahead and let you know right now. No, they do not. I told him, I said, look, I said, I retired from the United States Marine Corps as a staff sergeant. I said, when I retired, I was a battery master sergeant. I had over 700 Marines and sailors that I was responsible for, for training, accountability, combat missions, you name it. And you think I need leadership training to manage a couple fucking cable guys? I was like, I think we're fucking done. And I, and I was. Normally, normally when they, when you, when you tell them you, you retired as a United States Marine, they say, thank you for your service soldier. Oh my God. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Oh. Thank you, soldiers. Oh, and you know what? And it, and it sucks because nothing against soldiers at all. No, never, never. Nothing against the army, man, but it's just funny. It's always, thank you for your service soldiers. And, and the worst part is, you know, it'll be like some little old lady. Thank you, soldier. And you're like, <laughs> I, I really you're want to kick you off your, off your walker, but <laughs> that wouldn't bode well for the United States Marine Corps. No, 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 for the Army, because you're a soldier. Oh, that's she'll, right. She'll tell the police some soldiers caught me. Some soldier kicked me off my walker. <laughs> oh, Doesn't sound like a soldier, man. Sounds like a Marine for sure. <laughs> Kicking little old ladies. That's a Marine thing. Oh, come on. I told you. We're we're kind. We're gentle. We're we're loving. You even said it. We're loyal. Right? Oh, yeah. You're definitely loyal. But you follow through with your projects. Uh, well, um, if a Marine couldn't get it done, then... A sailor would. Ladies, I just want to let oh, you know. Oh, if a Marine can't get it done, a sailor would. No. Oh, I was going to say they wouldn't be Marines, but no, you had to. Had to take it there, you know. 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm trying to follow through, bro. <laughs> no. Um, no. For anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, whenever we get the um, the letters, the packages out in the Middle East, and not saying that we don't appreciate it, we do. Every little bit of mail that comes out to the Middle East. But we always wind up getting that letter, Dear Soldiers. And it, it, it's just what's known, man. It's funny to us. It's hysterical. Airmen get it. Guardians get it. That's the Space Force now. I don't know if they deployed to Mars yet. But, you know, Marines get it. And it's funny. It's funny to us because it's always dear soldiers. Thank you for our freedoms. For those who have written letters to us, continue. Please do. They are uplifting. They are wonderful. We appreciate them. And, oh, God, man. You know what? That's probably the only time that I will take without regret, without any sort of negative expectation to be called a soldier. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, it's funny. It, It just, when you get those letters that are just random, you know there's an American at the other end of that letter that said, I'm going to do this for a service member. Whether they they served or not, they were going to say to themselves, I'm doing this for a complete stranger, a patriot, a certain person who served our country. Whether or not we find it comical just because we're sailors or Marines or airmen or guardians whatever that is um we we see dear soldiers all the time and it's just funny to us we we start to find things comical when your brain breaks because you're in the military yes everything becomes funny so um now you have a wife you have three kids you're trying to support them you're on this barely making it um paycheck because you're with comcast man you know what what's going on i mean obviously it's not the easiest of times so uh for me um are you are you getting feedback on my voice just out of curiosity no i'm just hearing your voice which i mean i hear it coming back on me a little bit but uh as long as you're not that's what most marines say you know what? I, I'm I'm trying to be civil and and do this right, but, buddy. Uh, listen, man. If you you know you know, <laughs> if I didn't like you, it would be completely professional. Oh me. So either way, as I was saying, I don't even <laughs> know what I was saying. What were we talking about? I've lost. Everybody says you you sound good. Okay. So I walked away from my live too because because I'm trying to prepare. Gotta you know get me a power source going over here. All right. So here's what we're talking about, man. Um, When you first got out, between then and that three years that you worked for Comcast. Okay, there we go. That's right. You so, you you had a wife. You had three kids. Obviously, not making the the pay that you were making with the the cola, the 
uh, BAH, all that shit that's added into your paycheck, especially as a staff sergeant, you know, you're not getting everything you're supposed to be getting in those pays. It, it is just straight up Uncle Sam butt fucking the shit out of you and you yeah. doing just getting paid the bare minimum, man. And you're destined, you, sir, are destined for greatness. You are better than all of this shit. But because you don't have a piece of paper that says that you're smart, apparently, all of your, you know, your your 15 years of experience is fucking trash. Yeah. So how I ended up making it was, um, first and foremost, my mother. Love my mother. Uh, my mother is, and I know a lot of people share the same sentiment about their mother, but to me, um, a strong woman, a police officer. Oh, yeah? You know, became a police officer in 1970 first female police officer in our hometown in 1977, whenever she transferred up here. Um, but either way, very strong woman, an amazing woman with nothing but the most tenacious love for her children. So me, even as hurtful as it was to my pride, I was struggling. Um, had some bills coming due. So my mother, because now, you know, she raised four kids by herself. Well, now <laughs> she's living the life, you know, she's good. She's got extra funds and, and she helped me out exponentially. I can't even lie. Um, by the good grace of God to, to put someone like that in my life. Um, she continued, uh, um, I don't know. Oh, sorry. I was getting live. ADD. But, um, she, even though, you know, she continued to assist, you know, I'm a grown man trying to care for my family and I'm struggling and, and she helped us here and there. Um, and it took a little bit to, to get it going, but even though I got it started before I, I retired, before I took my medical retirement, it still took a while for the VA, uh, the disability pay to kick in. So, um, you know, I was still getting my, uh, my retirement, um, but that was huh, – 50% of base pay for a staff sergeant isn't a whole lot. No. One, you know, take away everything else. It's not a lot. So, I mean, we were making it, but uh, my mother helped a lot. And then finally the VA uh, disability stuff kicked in and that, that assisted a lot. But um, uh, it was just, it was difficult. Um, and then my, my, my wife's mother and father ended up moving in with us for a little while um, because they were there. They, they had a little trailer 
and it was falling apart. Uh, my father-in-law, who's had nine back surgeries, literally Damn. fell through the floor. Fell through the floor. And I'd started to, you know, I'd gotten on track. I was doing better. And I'm like, this ain't going to happen. So they moved in with us while we worked on getting their old trailer demolished and got rid of. And then I bought them a new trailer so that they could have a safe place to live. So I know I kind of diverged, but I guess with that, I was, I was blessed and I was trying to extend that when I had the ability to others as well. Well, I mean, that, that's still an extra stressor. You know what I mean? That that's not something that any, any son-in-law wishes to take on, but, a good man will take that on. You know, that that's a Marine. That's when I, when I say there's no more loyal person that's out there, that that's a fucking Marine. When you see somebody struggling, regardless of what your state is, you will put your mental state away. You will put your physical health away. You will put your financial state away. You will put all that shit away and you will go and take care of the mission. That is one of our biggest issues though. We don't take care of ourselves. And that's, that's one of the biggest fucking problems. It is. And um, I, I've talked to a few people about that before. You know, uh, there's been times in my life uh, that I've had to step back kind of away from everybody. And it's not because I'm not because I don't want to be around anybody or that I don't care, but. I realized a long time ago that there gets a point where if you can't help yourself, you will be unable to help anybody else. And luckily I say, you know what? Yeah, I'll stick with luckily. I learned that years ago. So when I get to that point, I can, I pull back a little bit and it hurts because I know there's people that I talk to or that might want my help that I, I pull away from. Yes, sir. But if I don't, I will fail completely. If you're not a hundred percent, man, you're not good for the fucking team, dude. As, as a staff sergeant, man, we know this shit, dude. Like I said, I'm an E6. You're, you retired as an E6. We're right there, man. If we are not a hundred percent, we can't take care of our juniors. And that that is our bread and butter, man. That's where we're at, regardless, you know, of whatever the fucking E7 and above says, fuck them. I don't I have zero fucks to give anymore. I I, I have I had words over this last weekend with an with an O7 or an E7. Sorry, an O7 would probably 07. fucking eat, an O7 would probably eat me up and spit me out. But I had words with an E7, man. I have zero fucks to give anymore. I don't. I don't care. As long as my juniors are good, man, that's all that it's about anymore. And you're the same way. I can see that, man, that you 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 worry about those who need help. That's what we do. That's what the military is supposed to be about. We've kind of skewed from that. Our military service members have skewed from that. We have more been about support and 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 making rank fast enough to where whatever the fucking reason and not worry about if if you were a shitty ass sailor once told me 
worry about your sailors and your eval will take care of itself. I've never heard better words in my entire career. The guy who said it, he was a cryptologist in the Navy. And then all of a sudden, when he went to the reserves, he became a bosun mate. I don't, don't fucking ask me how that shit fucking worked out because it doesn't make sense still to this day. Right. But I've never heard truer words in my entire military service. You take care of your junior sailors and your eval will take care of itself. That was always that was always my thing, and uh, I I had actually came to a point in my career that I was like, who cares? Like, okay, if I progress, good for me, but if I don't help them progress, what good am I? And then in the long run, what good is that for me? I am happier. Even if I'd have went to my full 20 instead of ending at 15, if I hadn't have seen Gunny, whatever, didn't matter because in the end state, I knew that I did everything I could for my Marines. So it, I was happy. I was, there was more contentment in me being a staff sergeant, taking care of Marines than. If I would have been Sergeant Major of the fucking Marine Corps. Yes. Saying that yes. Sergeant Major yes. of the Marine Corps does not take care of Marines. Not what I'm saying. Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps is like, like Jesus Christ in the hierarchy of the Marine Corps. You got like God. And- we already know there is a Jesus Christ and Chesty Puller is not coming back anytime soon. Okay. So let's just go ahead and not- <laughs> the no. sun, the sun has passed. Okay, look, you, you got to stop with the jabs, dog. You know what? I take that back. Chesty Puller is God, and Mad Dog Mattis is Jesus Christ, okay? We'll, look, we'll call it what it is. Comes back. Chesty Puller and General Mattis, if he has passed away, actually, it won't matter. You know, he get raptured up, so I don't know everybody's beliefs so i'm not bagging nobody i'm just saying so chesty puller you know uh mattis all the other medal of award uh, medal of honor award winners they're all gonna creep out first they're gonna secure the ao and jesus christ gonna ride out like a big dog i'm just saying that's just my whole uh whiskey drinking Marine opinion, just saying. Well, that's a good opinion, man. Uh, a lot of people seek your opinion, and uh, I for sure do. I think what you do, man, is extremely important for uh, for those who seek it. People, people who tend to look towards the Marine Corps, you know, you are a bunch of crayon-eating motherfuckers. You guys are uh, best told what to do in your earlier stages but you guys are a very vital part of our military service and i respect that the shit out of my marine corps and i love the marine corps i do um you know i have to say i love all it's fun to go back and forth but if you're a family brothers and sisters fight 
but you love each other without end. Um, but I will say in full disclosure, that is something that I didn't realize until much later in my career. And I wish more service members in general would realize more active duty service members. It's easy for a veteran to realize that we're a veteran community and we love each other. Yeah, It's more difficult for active duty service members to acknowledge the equality among each other. Yes, sir. The individual job they do. And you shouldn't have to be in a combat situation or, a, you know, something like that to realize I'm going to take a bullet for that motherfucker. He can be Air Force, Army, Navy, Marine, Coast Guard. Space I'm not Force. Paper beam for the Space Force just yet. But, <laughs> but no, I'm just trying to say, you know, I, I wish younger you know, younger. And we want, we want, man. You get those, the, the testosterone's built up. Whatever the shit is, man. It it takes time to to really serve with all the branches. That that's one of the biggest things. Um, I didn't, I didn't really get into Army, Air Force, or Marine Corps until about 08 when I deployed to Iraq and I was dealing with convoys and everything like that in Balad. And uh, working with the Army hand-in-hand and the Air Force hand-in-hand. And, um, you know, I, I was out in Oman with the, uh, with the Marine Corps, which I don't recommend going anywhere with the Marine Corps. God bless the Marine Corps. But you guys show up. You guys seriously, like, you are like teenagers trying to throw a fucking party. Like, all right, well, we're just going to tell everybody we're going to have a party. Right, all right, well, let's start a party. We start a party. That's a What's double that? That's a double-edged sword because if you have to go somewhere, you might not want to be with the Marine Corps, but you'd probably want to be with the Marine Corps. Well, I, I will show up after the Marine Corps has been there for a little bit. Yeah, oh. fuck yeah. But I, I'm not going to be like, hey, the Marine Corps is going to show up in this country. Do you want to go? Fuck no, I don't. No, no, not even a little bit. I'll wait till the Air Force shows up. They're going to have a green bean there. There's going to be a Starbucks, probably. There's going to be some actual living quarters because if there isn't, they're going to get substandard living pay. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be a golf course, probably an in-ground pool. Fuck this shit. The Marine Corps shows up and they're just like, hey, did anybody bring anything that we needed? We brought guns and ammo. I have to enter bombs. I have to interject a story and and it's not my story, but uh, I had a very good friend of mine. She was in the air force and she was a very, very well-built woman, very small waist, heavy chested, as well as heavy bottom side. She was in the air force and, uh, she called me when she got back from deployment. Well, what they call deployment, either way, <laughs> they were somewhere that had two swimming pools in Iraq. Uh, one was for the males, like the contractors and stuff that were working there with them. And then the other Probably was for, speci- I, I, it was, I think it was, uh, I, I want to say it was in, it was in Kuwait. So, Oh, so if it's Kuwait, then 
Uh, uh, you're either looking at Arif John or Ali Asalim. Either way, whatever. Well, apparently she had just got there. It was like her first or second day, and she didn't know. So she went to the wrong side, which was all the Iraqi male contractors in a bikini. Oops. And so apparently, according to her, it caused a significant uh, uproar. There was a, I, I don't remember everything she said, to be honest, but I'm sure without question, it was an interesting time. And I don't give a fuck what they say. I'm fairly certain that those dudes were not offended in the least. Well, most of them like each other anyways. You know how Thursday nights go. Well, I mean, I think it was a goat bikini. So, it, 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 six we do not condone or, you know, respect the ideas of those who are against. Was that an inappropriate I'm sorry. For those who are Iraqi visitors to listening to this podcast. That was a stereotyped joke that was meant no, to, to be not insensitive, just to be humorous as if I was a stand-up. Remember, player. just because we're trying to make somebody else laugh doesn't mean we're trying to offend somebody else, just so you guys know. And uh, anybody else who doesn't know what a TCN is, they're country nationals, those are the guys that show up and just say, hello, th-. and they are the ones who make our rooms clean and our food better. But uh, for those who are from the TCNs, hello, th-. back to you. Bubba Dirty. Appreciate to say, you know what? Who said the Navy can't save a Marine's ass and it ain't always got to be a doc? Thank you, sir. Oh, buddy, I appreciate, like I said, man, um, my veterans are my heroes. God bless the Marine Corps. Um, There is no more loyal or deadlier friend than a Marine. I have many Marine friends. I have the utmost respect for them. Uh, I would gladly lay down my life for a Marine because I know without a doubt, even asking a Marine would do that for any American. Um, I am proud to have you, especially, uh, not just as a Marine, but as the Bubba Dirty on, on this podcast, man, I, Rob, I, I love having you on here, man. I love watching your, your, your TikToks. I know a grown man telling another grown man. Uh, that he loves their TikTok content is a little taboo, but it is 2021. I love you, brother. Screw all. Let's just get past all the all the fancy ruffles. I love you, and I appreciate Thank it. You. Thank I you, sir. It's honor that you even asked. Ah, uh, for sure, man, uh, dude. Uh, one day, and it sounds really weird saying it to a marine from a sailor, but I hope to be in your shed one day. <laughs> You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm I take back. I take back what I just said. I think I have a bad connection. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Why couldn't my, you know, why couldn't my lack in technical ability with Zoom and TikTok come into play right there? Because, oh my gosh, that was that was just horrible. <laughs> I just want to check out your shed, brother. 
You know what? You know, no, with I'm, serious business, I'm, man, I hope to to hope to meet up at some point, bro. Uh, grab a couple of beers, or um, you could drink out of the plastic bottle if you want to, man. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I have a little bit of of a thing this uh, this weird thing us Navy guys call standards. Um, we we have a little bit. Standards only limit your options. <laughs> Uh, one of these days, man, either you come on up to the great Illinois area of the Chicago land or please don't come up to the Chicago land area. It's, it's a terrible place. Uh, maybe I can make it down to the Kentucky. It's, it's not a far urban area. Um, I will be in the, well, how far are you from Nashville? Two, two hours. Well, I hope I'm going to be in Nashville the second or third week, third week, I think of June. So from the 13th to the 19th, 13th okay. to the 19th of June, uh, I hope to meet up with uh, Fiegel. I don't know if you're familiar with him, right, Adam? Yep. Oh, we've actually met up a couple times in Nashville. No shit. Yeah. So one of these days, it's it's the wife of mine. Uh, so we've been married coming up on 11 years, that poor woman. And uh, we have not been able to, you know how it is when you first get married. It's like. Hey, we got married. We're broke. Can't go anywhere. And then, you know, a little bit later, hey, we're still broke. Can't go anywhere. And then we have our first kid. Hey, we're really fucking broke. Can't go anywhere. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, let's buy a house. Yeah, it seems like a great idea. You're broke. Uh, so you get your first house and then you have you, we, we wound up having twins. So guess what? We're way broke. We have a special needs child. We're fucking broke and busy. And we're both trying. I finished off a degree. She had already finished off one degree. She's going back for another degree. So we're both busy as fucking broke. And we're, we're, she went back for her master's degree. So not only is she working her job as a teacher and I'm working as a police officer, but we're broke, we're busy. And she takes on a secondary job so she can go back for her master's degree. So she's working for the White Sox in the Diamond Suite. So she's busy as fuck during the summertime. So whenever I have days off, I'm taking the kids up to wherever the fuck we can go so we can just spend time together. She's working her ass off, going to school full time for her master's degree. And she is, you know, she already did, I don't know if it's 15 or 30 hours already for her master's degree. She paid for that already doing the White Sox thing. Now she's back in school full time again, and she's back working for the White Sox again just to pay for more hours on her master's. She's an amazing teacher. She phenomenal. It's just like we are finally ahead in our payments on everything, and it's like we're busy as fuck, and we don't have time. So now it, I, I forced her, telling her like June 13th through the 19th, Nashville, Tennessee. Broken Arrow and the Mrs. Broken Arrow are heading to Nashville. We are like, I forced her through this and it's, it's like, man, I, I don't even know what we're going to do. Like the first night I have uh, Vince Gill and the time jumpers, which is awesome over at third and Lindsay. Yeah. Um, we were trying to get, Oh shit. My, one of my producers is hopping on my live. Awesome. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. But uh, we're going to be down in Tennessee. We're, we're going to go see Vince Gill and the Time Jumpers, which is pretty awesome. That's Monday, the June 14th, which is my birthday. I'll be turning 38. You're 40, which means you're old as fuck. And uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're just, man, we're just, 
we don't even know what to fucking do. And so I'm hitting up a couple of people, Miss Rogers, I see you. We're, we're, we're hitting up a couple of people. Well, I, I'm hitting up a couple of people anyways. And just, if you're in town, man, let's catch lunch, whatever. Uh, I don't want you to drive two hours just to come and see me. I'm, I'm really fucking nobody. It just, if you're in the, I'm nobody. I know I'm nobody. No, I'm nobody. Buddy. I I'm looking at those, that gray goatee. You're a fucking wise man right there. No, Sam is just a gentleman that has love for his fellow man and definitely fellow service members. And two hours ain't that bad. Well, if all else fails, we could all just crash on the fegal, uh, the compound of the fields. <laughs> hey, I've been trying, I've been talking to him about getting down there, you know, for a week. And, you know, I've actually been down there and got to catch lunch with him uh, for my job because I have to go yeah. there fairly frequently for my job. But um, I could, I could use a, I can use a week. Well, uh, well, no, no, don't come down for the whole week. This is like we didn't even get a honeymoon, and uh, so we're. I said weekend or day. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, gotcha. I'll hit up Adam. We'll, 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 we'll put together some plans, man, for sure. Maybe, a, maybe a cookout or something like that would be nice, and uh, we'll figure out something for sure, man. Uh. I look forward to it, man, to, to meet you, uh, a couple of other of the, my local veterans, man. You guys are, again, my veterans are my heroes. You my know producer, she's tall, over here going nuts. What was that? You know I'm only five foot tall, right? Please tell me you're kidding. Yeah, I'm definitely fucking kidding. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was about to say, I have so much more ammo and I cannot wait. <laughs> no. I, I'm not going to give you that luxury. I'm not going <laughs> to give you luxury. No, I'm, I'm just well, over, I'm just over six foot, so I'm, I'm all right. I figured as much. That's what I that's what I picture in my head. Bubba, dirty man. I appreciate you, brother. Awesome. I appreciate you coming on to Article 15, man, and putting your journey out there, dude. Um, it's, it's not the easiest things to do, man. And, uh, please you, you spread your, your history and your knowledge, your wealth of knowledge, which is awesome. And I greatly appreciate it, man. All, all of it, dude, that you put on TikTok, which is amazing. Uh, continue, please continue to do what you do. Uh, reach out to those junior vets, man, reach out to those that are still active, especially our Marine Corps. Talk to him, man. Talk to him. I, I can only reach so many people on on my TikTok and my 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 podcast. Um, I, I man, you, you you guys, you you're you're listening to to history right here. This this man will he's he's not a motivator. He's not a fucking you know get out there and go motivate your life. This is a man who comes from wisdom and and experience so if you guys haven't followed him yet he's bubba dirty on tiktok uh bubba man uh rob is there a way if people want to reach out to you is there a way that they can reach out to you or do you do you follow anything else or do you do you uh i don't um 
I mean, I, I had a Facebook for a while. I briefly reactivated it, but I kind of strayed away from social media as a whole. Um, it wasn't until I got on TikTok and I started getting reached back to by other veterans and talking that it, it became pretty much my main avenue. Um, so, I mean, over the course of the years, I created a Facebook. I think I created an Instagram. Um, I think I even uploaded a YouTube song that I wrote, but mostly it's just on, on here. Um, but if I talk to you, even if you put it in a comment on a video, hey, I really need to talk to you, I will follow you back. We'll hook up a message, and I'll give you my phone number. I'm not going to put it out to everybody, not because I don't want to, but, <laughs> well, there's a lot of haters out there. And True story. I, I, like I said, I, you know, I got a family. I got a job. I, and I don't want to be answering every phone call for them all to be a bunch of haters. But No, I understand, man. Um I just, I try to put it out there. You know, if you, if you are doing any other uh, non for props or anything like that, that you support um, anything oh, yeah. that you, if, if people listen to this, you know what, uh, let's, let's go ahead and round this up. We'll go ahead and uh, curtail this one. If you, you're, you're talking, we're, we're going to talk to young Rob, you know, private Rob that's coming in, man, you know, or we'll talk to Lance Corporal Rob that finished his four years. I'm going to be getting out. We're talking to Seaman Brazo. We're talking to, you know, specialists. We're talking to um, airmen, you know, first class, whatever, that, that did their four years. And they're going to be getting out, man. Well, what is your words of wisdom? What is, what is something that, or guys who just got out and they have everything figured out already. What, what are your words of wisdom, man? Huh. That's a hard question because everybody is so different. Um, the only thing I can say is be true to yourself and love everybody. Love it, man. I love it. Judge. Show love, not judgment. Yeah. And that'll get you through. It may hurt you, but it won't break you. It won't break you. Exactly. Thank it, you. It won't put you in that shit storm, dude. It, it, so that's that's a great leadership point of view, man. Talking to people as if they're people, knowing that everybody has a story, everybody has their 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 backgrounds. It's not a it's not a one fits all. You know, as the military always says, here is it's black and white with the military. And I've learned that a lot through the reserves that there's a big gray area. That man, once you get out, man, you need to figure that shit out. So I took on a job as a police officer, and one of the guys, he's not a military guy, but a lot of his, he was one of those man. I almost joined, almost, and <laughs> right, but he's got a. He also has a lot of friends that were in the military, but the big thing was he recognized my military style learning because I was a black and white kind of guy. And it, there was a term that they use a lot as being a police officer, which is officer's discretion, which means the officer gets to choose. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't allow motherfuckers to choose that shit because 
we don't know what's the right one, but apparently anything could be the right one or the wrong one. And that's what fucked me up with, with that using your own discretion, working with veterans and knowing that they come from different backgrounds, knowing that they have different religions, creeds, different ideas, different beliefs. It, it, you know, um, there is another Marine on here. I want to say he's angry veteran, very bearded guy, long hair. Um, no, no, no. He like, he has like a full beard. Yeah. Um, he's a, yeah, he's a TikTok TikToker. Um, he has a very liberal idea, but he's still a veteran to me. When I see him, I'm like, I see you, brother. I do. I, I respect you. Have a you have a mind capacity towards a different way than I do, but you're my brother, man. I know you did a service, and he apparently he was Marine Corps. He has photos in his blues. He has all this other paperwork because people called him out on it. I don't call people out on their religious beliefs. I don't call people out on their veteran beliefs or uh, military belief, whatever the fuck it is, political, religious, creed, whatever it is. Everybody has a different background. And I talked with Gunny Von Brooklyn not too long ago. He was my number two podcast, but he has a book out now. You're a veteran. So what? Get over it. It's something like to that nature. It's a you're so you're a veteran. Get over it. And that's the name of it. He was at Battle of Fallujah. He was a gunny sergeant. Um, it's not saying so fucking what if you're a veteran, get the fuck over yourself. It's a, each veteran has a different background. You might have a veteran that deployed seven, eight times and retires and people think that he's a hero. You don't know what that veteran did. And I'm not trying to knock any of them. All of the veterans are my heroes. I don't give a fuck. You know, he even states in his book. If you different from my idea, then so be it. It's, this is this is my idea on it. But you know, some guys do seven. Some of them they call them mob masters. You just deploy. You find a unit so you can continue to deploy, and you find out that they're just support for the most part. No big deal. But you're still you're out in the de- you're out deployed. But there's you know you find these privates, private first classes, lance corporal specialists corporals, seamen, deck seamen, whatever the fuck they are, that deploy one time and they're in the fight of their life. And they say, you know what? I'm done with this shit. They, they're done after they're four. And people are like, oh, you only did four years. You you, you did it from college. Here's the thing. I, I don't mean to say, but what exactly is the fight of your life? And And there's another thing to consider. What is the fight of your life? Well, you I'm know, saying that, like, say, you know, just gunning down, running and gunning type of deal. But you did your four and you deployed and you did something. But this is this is what Gunny was getting at is like you could have had somebody that was at Battle of Fallujah, you know, in 03 when the shit was the fucking hottest when they were initially going into Iraq. And they said this was that that was a lot. I made it out with one purple heart or no purple hearts. I'm done. I'm good. I lost X amount of friends. I lost no friends or I've been shot. I've never been shot. Whatever the fuck it was, you're done with your time. But you there's people who will look down on it. You know, guys who did their 20 years and did umpteen deployments 
and then look at this person who did four years and say that this guy was a nobody because all he did was the one one tour and but that was the thing that was gunny's big thing that's why i say you don't know what a veteran is going through regardless uh, you've heard of matt's all right right yeah oh you follow him he's another one man he was infantry marine corps god bless him he's trying to bring awareness to mental health he might have i think he did one deployment i don't know how many did whether it was one or two but he did i know he did one that 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 is what i'm talking about somebody who went through so much bullshit and somebody will say oh well you only did four you probably did it just for the free college you know and it that's what gunny was getting at but you don't know what these people are going through. You don't know what their mental state is. So remember that um, when you when you talk about the love and the camaraderie and all that stuff, that's that's a big part of you give your jabs as I gave you a couple of jabs today. Just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> no, I'm going to say you got me. A little more because I was trying to be a little more uh kind professional. On you got me you got me good. You got me good. But the love is definitely needed, and that's what this podcast is about, making sure that people know talking, especially veterans. Uh there's that stigma that still sits there, especially in the active duty military. Talk about these things. Bring them up. If something's fucking aching you and hurting you or you seem off, make sure we talk about these things. It, yeah. it goes a long fucking way. We could be stronger. Uh, you know, <clears throat> as I do my research on this PTSD, it goes all the way back to ancient Greece that they, they talked about this shit. One, uh, besides ancient Greece and the Civil War and today's date, which they had an opera in which all of them had the same exact opera, it was just kind of continued on. There was a group, um, we'll call them Native Americans. I don't mean to offend anybody. If you don't like the term Native Americans, I'm using this so we all know who they are. That's it. It's a universal term. It is not to offend, just so you know. But the Native Americans, the the tribes that they were with, they obviously deployment was not a word, but they went to war together. They came back to their tribes together. The Vikings. I know they're not called Vikings. I've watched enough of the Norse TikTok, but that's what everybody knows them as. Vikings. Viking is the act that they did. They went Viking. Yes, I understand that. I've seen enough Norse TikTok, and I am good friends with Odin is watching. She is my chick. Feel that out. Great group of people, the Norse, I love them. But again, men, women went to battle at the same time as a village. They went and they fought together. They came back together. If people, if they lost people, they lost people. But they were all together. When Marine units go and then they go and deploy, forward deploy, when airmen deploy, I think they deploy, when they deploy, Sailors deploy, soldiers deploy. When they deploy, they come back. And as uh, my previous um, Marine 
was saying he came back to a unit that he didn't recognize. It was people he didn't know. People either EOL, they got out or they rotated to another unit or whatever. They, they disappeared and you were no longer amongst the peers that you that were there with you in the middle of everything. The guys who knew the stuff that you went through, you were home now. You, you were with your wife. You were with your children. You were with your husband. The people who didn't know what you went through, you were with these, these unit members, these green children that were joining the Marine Corps, Air Force, Marine, uh, well, obviously I said the Marine Corps, uh, the, the Navy or the Army. The, these guys didn't know what you went through. And that, that was the biggest thing. Reach out to your your battle buddies reach out reach out to your vfw reach out to your american legion reach out to you know the recall roster reach out to bubba dirty man he he is there for people if you're on tiktok man reach out bubba dirty he you can't miss this marine he's got the gray goatee it's a nice goatee my friend I, i like it i miss my little uh viking braids but either way well, I, I'm here. I appreciate you being here i appreciate you coming on to to article 15 podcast man and thank you for your words of wisdom i just appreciate you asking me brother it means a lot of course man of course if you need anything man you know you can can reach out to me anytime all right well same to you and same to any all right brother god bless God bless, brother. You have a good night. You too.